And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Go, man. Tear it off, dude. You're listening to Here's the Catch with David Lombardi, Matt Barrows, and Dennis Brown on the Athletic Podcast Network. Seahawks 28, 49ers 21, but that tells us only about 5% of the story. We could probably record six podcast episodes throughout the course of tonight just to cover the weirdness and everything that happened in this really tough 49ers defeat to, to their arch rivals. Uh, we obviously won't record six of them because we need some sleep, and I'm sure that uh, uh, you want some free time while you're listening to this. So we're going to try to pack it all into one. Uh, first of all, Trey Lance played the entire second half. Uh, it was weird because nobody was sure why he initially came in. Then it was revealed that Jimmy Garoppolo had suffered a calf injury. But uh, adding to all the confusion, we don't even know what exactly the calf injury is. We know that it happened on the 49ers' first drive when Garoppolo on the offense actually looked really good. They never looked quite as good after that. And I can also say that the 49ers' defense never looked quite as good as it did after the first five drives during which they held Seattle to negative 12 yards. So, uh, in case you're having trouble keeping up at home, the 49ers started hot, especially really early on offensively and throughout most of the first half defensively, but then it fell off of a cliff. And Trey Lance, although he did some nice things toward the end of the second half, just didn't look uh, like he was ready to handle all of Kyle Shanahan's playbook. And now the 49ers find themselves in a bind moving forward with 4-0 and Arizona Next on the schedule, and nobody really sure about Jimmy Garoppolo's health and uh, where Trey Lance may fit into all of this. So, Matt, uh, I'm going to take a deep breath now, maybe take a bite out of the burrito I bought after the game, and you take it away. This this, this was crazy. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Trey Lance is going to be the, the focus of everyone throughout this week. It, it really doesn't look like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play in this upcoming game against the Cardinals. That's not decided officially yet. He's going to have an MRI on Monday. Um, they'll figure out the severity, but uh, even Garoppolo himself thought that, uh, or at least he hoped that it would be a, a couple of weeks. That was his quote. Uh, so that was best case scenario for him. And you're right. I thought that uh, Trey Lance looked off kilter um, and, um, you know, had some disadvantages. For most of that second half, uh, the 49ers were, were trailing. So didn't really have the uh, benefit of a run game. The bigger part, uh, and this is what we're going to end up talking about throughout the week, and lots of questions will be uh, uh, put to Kyle Shanahan about this, is that he was operating a a Jimmy uh, Garoppolo game plan. Um, And I would imagine that if they know that it's Lance for this game against the Cardinals, it's going to be a very Lance-specific game plan, obviously. But uh, that means a very different game plan. And I just wonder... Um, how different it's going to be and how far into the playbook he's able to get uh, because the the crossing route stuff, um, I, I felt like the, the Seahawks really kind of bailed out uh, Trey Lance's bottom line by blowing that coverage on Debo Samuel. 
Um, he made that throw, and and good on him for doing that. But that was uh, that was an easy touchdown pass. Uh, the rest of it uh, was difficult, and it looked difficult for Lance. And uh, he was high on his throws. And like I said, he was out of rhythm. Um, but um, you know, it started to come on Dennis as the game wore on. And I'm just wondering what your takeaway about Lance was coming out of this one. We've all been waiting for this to see, you know, this this Lance play and and and. You know, and, and see if it's going to be a different offense, uh, you know, explosive offense. The kid is young. The kid is raw. Um, and I think, you know, we all kind of saw that in the preseason. Yeah, he, he, he makes things a little exciting with his legs. But you, you got to be a quarterback. you got to be able to throw the ball uh, in this league. And, and he's just raw. He's, he's probably the most inexperienced young quarterback that came out of this draft. And he had a great opportunity uh, to, to sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo and, and learn how to be a quarterback in this league. But, you know, we saw tonight. I mean, he just didn't see the entire field. He did. Give him credit. He did see Debo wide open on that crossing, cross, which was a blown coverage. Coverage. Give him the benefit of the doubt. He did see that. But he is raw. I mean, he is so raw. And he still, I think right now, you know, he still believes in his legs more than he believes in his arms or his eyes, what he's seen in the defense. So, I mean, everyone's been waiting. We saw it. Uh, and now we know what we got. But now moving forward, he's got to play. I mean, he's going to start next week. And this, I think, the game, the 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 game plan for him is going to be, you know, a little little simple. I mean, give him a lot of help. He's got to get a run game. I was really impressed with the run game today. I was impressed with the offensive line. But here we go again. We're talking about injuries. I, I've just never seen a team go through so many injuries uh, early in football seasons. And you know, you got your starting quarterback. You got your all-world uh, offensive tackle. You got a beat-up tight end. You got a center with a hand. I mean, it's it, it just comes. Seems like for every one injury for every other team, the 49ers have five. So it's getting old. I mean, there's not an excuse anymore. It's just the way it is. And you know, Trey Lance. Now you're going to see him. You know, with a game plan. He's he's going to spend the entire week running with this with the ones. It's going to be a game plan built for him and what he does good. But he's going to lead lead out. He's going to need a lot of help come next week against Arizona. Here's the way I see it, guys. The 49ers entered the season with two potential issues at the quarterback position. Issue A was that they had a starting QB who had struggled to stay consistently healthy over his time with the 49ers. And issue B was that his backup was a very raw rookie with only 318 throws at the FCS level under his belt. Issue A has reared its ugly head again with Jimmy Garoppolo getting hurt again. And that means that the 49ers now must imminently confront issue B because Trey Lance has to play. And they stumbled today trying to confront issue B. It was a tie game when Trey Lance came in and the 49ers ended up losing the game. So he obviously you know, wasn't ready today under the current game plan to guide the 49ers to a second-half victory. In fact, I thought it was clear that Kyle Shanahan didn't even really trust him to throw until it was absolutely necessary. First drive in the game, it was all runs for Trey Lance. Uh, he did hit that one that Matt talked about to Debo Samuel. But, uh, I mean, th that wasn't an in-schedule, you know, rhythm kind of throw. That was a busted coverage. And uh, later on, there was a fourth down and two where the 49ers ran a sweep instead of, you know, even making throwing an option on the play. So if they're going to stay competitive while Jimmy Garoppolo is out, Trey Lance is going to have to make, A, um, some some big strides quickly. And, and I think that's totally possible. 
given how raw he is, you would expect the the growth curve to to actually be steep here early in these games. Uh, but B, uh, because it's not, I think, really feasible to think the 49ers are going to have a uh, you know, stable, consistently productive offense over the next couple weeks while Garoppolo's out. I mean, they're struggling to attain that even when Garoppolo was in due to a multitude of issues. I think the injury being one of them today. But because you can't really count on that, the the burden, Matt, is back squarely on the 49ers defense. And this is what I wrote about after the game. They, they were awesome throughout those first five drives. But even in that awesome stretch, whether it be due to bad luck or due to Russell Wilson, uh, they didn't force a single takeaway. And I think moving forward, if you look at the big picture here, if the 49ers are going to stay afloat in this division race, the takeaways are going to have to start coming. The defense is going to have to take on a bigger load that might be considered fair. But this is not fair. This is the National Football League. And that's the quarterback situation the 49ers have right now. That's the offensive situation they have right now. It's going to be up to the defense to be the, the locomotive that carries this train, at least for the short term. Yeah, and, and I thought they, they answered the bell. I mean, uh, I didn't think that uh, – I know that they didn't play well at the end of that Packers game, and I know that the defensive line really took it upon itself to make amends, and they were doing that in this game. Um, and uh, they they were leading this team, I thought, uh, to begin the game. I mean, the, the two big positions on this team are quarterback – and defensive line, and right off the bat, both of those got out to uh, a hot start, and Garoppolo threw the interception. The defensive line stayed that way. Uh, I just wonder, and, and this is a good question for Dennis, whether, you know, in this day and age, with all the rules, I mean, we see as soon as the ball gets thrown deep these days, it's a P.I. call. I mean, it's almost half the time, it seems, uh, it's that way. Everything just seems so stacked against the defense I just don't know whether there is a defense out there in this day and age that can be expected to carry a team like the the Ravens defense did in their Super Bowl year and the Bears defense did in their Super Bowl year and uh, you know some some great defenses in the past. I just don't know. I, I don't think the 49ers have it to that level. They didn't they didn't quite have it in 2019. This defense doesn't seem as good as that one. Uh, but uh, like I said, Dennis, in this day and age, with the rules, all the everything slanted for the the offense and the quarterbacks, uh, is it possible for a defense to carry a team throughout a season? I think it's possible, but you know it, it's certainly tough. The NFL is kind of set up for for an offense, and you know they I think the NFL figures that they want that fans want to see high scoring games and they protect the quarterback. Um, I, I'm trying to think of, you know, there was there was one of the P.I.s, one of the big P.I.s at the end of the game where, you know, the, the quarterback just kind of touched the shoulder pad to the receiver and it was it was a flag. So, you know, I, I, I see it kind of like like basketball. I mean, you throw the ball up. There's three things that can happen. Incompletion, uh, interception or P.I. So if you throw the ball in the spot where only a receiver can get, I mean, you have a chance of getting a P.I. in this league. And that's just the way it is. And and. You know, those are the rules that, you know, we have to play by. But it, it's certainly tough, and it, and it makes you makes me feel like, you know, it, the NFL kind of wants a passing league type of environment where there's just, you know, 40-yard gains and, you know, 50, point, uh, you know, 50 points on the scoreboard. And it makes it tough for a defense. But if you play, you know, fundamentals, it's still hard. But fundamental football, you know, football one-on-one with your technique and you, you, know, you're, and you master your technique, I mean, you can you can you can carry a football team, but uh, but you know we saw in that first half, the 49ers defense set the tone. I mean, I mean, I, I was I was jumping up and down on the side. I mean, 
they set the tone. I mean, they were going through. Seattle had negative yards. I mean, you know how tough that is to do yeah. to put an offense in negative. I mean, negative. I mean, you you shut down the run game. You know, you sack the quarterback three times. You're you're off the field. Um, but then you know you see the mistakes. You know, penalties. Uh, you know, special teams mistakes. And then you then you got your team in the bond. And then you lose your starting quarterback, which doesn't help very much. But a defense you can a defense is, can carry a team. And I think the 49ers in that first half, they were doing it. They were setting the tone. But you got to do it for four quarters. You know, in, in the second half, we didn't see a pass rush. Um, you know, in the second half, Russell Wilson kind of, you know, he made his Russell Wilson plays, scramble around, extend plays, uh, find receivers in the end zone. So, you know, there's two weeks back-to-back where you have potential Hall of Fame quarterbacks, um, and then they take over the game in the second half. So, um, answered your question in a long – defense can can carry, carry a team, but uh, NFL makes it very tough. Well, I mean, even if the 85 Bears had been out on the field today, I don't think they sustained that defensive performance. I mean, when you give up negative 12 yards through five drives to Russell Wilson, the offense needs to – be leading this game more than seven nothing. I mean, yeah. that's just inexcusable. And maybe Garoppolo's calf injury had a part of it. But but how deflating must that be for the 49ers defense to completely throttle the Seahawks offense and Russell Wilson and and allow nothing, no daylight. I mean, in the modern day NFL, that's a Hall of Fame first five drives. I mean, that, that's unheard of. Negative twelve yards. I mean, this was the top first half offense in the league entering this game. Nobody, the, the the previous three opponents for, for Seattle had been unable to slow them at all in the first half. And the 49ers just came and suffocated them through five drives. And you look up at the scoreboard, and it's only 7 nothing, right? The Seahawks, they hadn't scored a point in the third quarter. And then they explode on this defense in the third quarter. And they just – I think that was the – that was the game right there. That third quarter, they just exploded, and and they and the, and the 49ers had no answer to that Seahawk offense. And I think the answer, Dennis, was needed to come from the 49ers' own offense in the first half. When you're outgaining a team by nearly 300 yards, when you've had the ball, they had 11 first downs, and the Seahawks didn't have any. Yet they only were up seven nothing. So say that leads 20 to nothing or 21-0, or whatever, whatever it should have been, given the yardage discrepancy. I think the second half looks a whole lot different. So I, I, I don't know. In this game, I, I just have to blame the 49ers offense. I, I just thought that 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 you have to have more than a touchdown lead because we've seen Russell Wilson do this so many times before. You know he's going to turn it right. on. Guy's going to be in a Hall of Fame. So he, he's going to do something in the second half regardless of who the defense is. And that's why the best defense is sometimes a good offense and the 49ers didn't have that today. What happens to your, you know, your your all-pro place kicker do you lose them that hurt too at yeah you lose them at warm-up you know and that i mean at at one point you know it could have been 10 could have been 10 to nothing that could have been the momentum change in the football game then you miss an extra point and then you can't go for extra points you got to go for two-point conversion so what kind of bad luck is it when you lose your place kicker during warm-ups it's terrible <laughs> and it was a bad game for the special teams all around i mean i yeah. thought special teams has been excellent so far through three games for the 49ers they did not get it today uh there was one potential uh you know uh mitch wishnowski uh uh kick that should have been downed inside the five and for some reason trenton cannon rolled into the end zone with the ball in his hand uh, like he didn't know the rules or, or something. And then, of course, he had the fumble 
twice uh, coming out of the end zone. I, I think the average starting point on kickoffs, not including that uh, that fumble, was the 19. Um, and you know, some of the, I think they started from the, the five and the 15 in the second half. You got a rookie quarterback in there. You need help at that point. And um, they got it late in that Packers game from from Cannon and that kick return team. They d- definitely did not get it from that unit uh, today. Yeah, that's they, they didn't set the table for Trey Lance there at all in, in, in the second half, that's for sure. Uh, remember last season against Seattle, the most recent time these two teams had played before this matchup, it was also a fumbled kick return by a guy named Dante Pettis. Yes. Remember him? That that did the 49ers in totally. And today it was the Trenton Cannon fumble that, you know, at that point it was like, okay. He had well, three bad plays in special teams, didn't he? Yeah, with the, the, the punt that Matt was talking about on the coverage, he just rolled into the end zone. Yeah, it wasn't good. I mean, this was the number four special teams unit efficiency-wise entering this game. We had talked about how – the 49ers had turned it around, all this and all that. Uh, well, that kind of uh, fell flat today uh, with a big thud onto the ground, onto the concrete. So that that, that wasn't good. But, um, boy, it, it's I said the, the pass rush went into 2019 mode early in this game. I mean, it felt like 2019, maybe even more impressive than 2019 because they, they didn't do that for five straight drives against Russell Wilson in 2019. I mean, th- this was just complete suffocation there uh and then you know as dennis said once that daylight came through in the second half it was too late i think shanahan wanted to keep this at a one score game so he could run the run heavy trey lance game plan but then trenton cannon fumble meant it was a two score game and at that point lance had to go way out of his comfort zone and you know that's an illustration of the challenge the 49ers face moving forward if garoppolo is not available they're gonna have to find a way to stay explosive enough to keep up with the kyler murrays of this league while they're obviously still operating with training wheels on trey lance yeah and so this this upcoming game plan is going to be really interesting and i wonder whether it's going to be a back to the future type of thing for shanahan going back to the 2012 washington team that he was the offensive coordinator for mike mcdaniel also on that staff. So they've got a lot of experience you know, working with a rookie quarterback who can run the ball. And I think Alfred Morris was, was a rookie that year as well. So it'll either be Trey Lance and Elijah Mitchell or Trey Lance and, and Trey Thurman. So a rookie quarterback, a rookie running back, and a very creative offensive play caller who has to fashion something for these guys. You know, one big difference is that in Washington, they had all offseason to work on RG3, get him ready for the season to craft a real playbook around him and his skills. The second, and, and David touched on this earlier, is the number 318. And that's the number of college pass attempts that Trey Lance had. RG3 had 1,192. A lot of people are saying past few weeks, well, you know, look at Justin Herbert of the Chargers last year. He was a rookie and he had a great season. Why can't the 49ers do that with Trey Lance? Justin Herbert's college pass attempts, 1,293. So nearly four times what Lance had for both of those guys. And that's the nut of why Shanahan has been so hesitant to put Lance in there, to throw him into the fire this season. And that's also the challenge that he's going to face heading into Cardinals week. Uh, How do we get a guy who doesn't have a lot of college experience, who we wanted to bring along very slowly? Uh, We saw that in the first three games. Uh, Dennis, he averaged 2.3 snaps per game in the first three. Um, And now it's going to have to be a 65-er, you know, 70-snap game 
coming up against the Cardinals, and uh, that's going to be the, the big challenge. How do you keep pace with Kyler Murray, that offense, uh, with a guy that you basically had in training wheels to, to begin the season? Yeah, boom. Welcome to the National Football League. Yeah. And, you know, whatever they paid you, brother, you about to start earning it. And, you know, I, I think you, you do it, you, you help them. I mean, that first half was classic Kyle Shanahan. You had a balance. You had run. You had play action, and you had uh, balls down the field, perimeter, down the sideline, in the middle. Defense was really sitting on the hills, and that's what you got to do with this kid. You have to, you know, hopefully your your run game can be as good as it was today in the first half, and then you give him some easy throws. You know, don't 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 you know don't don't fire that arm up because he still doesn't have the touch, and I don't know about his accuracy either. So you give him some nice easy throws, kind of build his confidence up. But you know, you're. I mean, this is a this is a good defense they're going against. Uh, you know, there's a guy on the end there, and you got your you know you got your tackle that might not even play. You know, uh, Trent Williams goes down with his shoulder. You know, you know, and and you got Chandler on that side there, pass rushing. So I mean, that could be a problem for you. So you know, he, he's going to have to learn real fast, and uh, it's going to be a, a scaled down playbook, I'm sure. But you got to give him a lot of help. You know how, what George Kittle's going to do. That, I mean, that could be a safety blank, blanket for him. But he's going to need a lot of help because, like I said, right now, if you watch him in the backfield, it looks like he's got more trust in his legs than he does his arm. And, it, you know, you, during, during the preseason, it felt like Kyle Shanahan said, listen, you stay in the pocket. But today, I mean, you know, it was, you know, he would take a look and then he was gone. He was, he was looking to do something with his legs, just get some positive yards. So... You're going to face a tough defense next week. You're going to be in a dome. You're going to be on the road. So welcome to the NFL. And, we, <laughs> and we're going to see next week. But he's going to have a challenge next week. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, this, some of that help, as I said earlier, is going to have to come from the 49ers defense. You know, one thing that I, I wrote about extensively after the game is the turnover differential. And the 49ers are on a troubling path to start 2021. A, they only have one takeaway all year. That was the Dre Greenlaw pick six. Uh, against Detroit and B uh, Garoppolo threw another pick his second of the season in the first half and obviously the Trenton Cannon fumble happened so the 49ers rank uh, number 27 in in giveaways this year so combined that turnover differential is is number 29 and uh, the reason I say it's troubling is there's only been one season in Kyle Shanahan's tenure that the 49ers have finished in the green uh, it, with with a positive turnover differential, and that was 2019. It's, it's no coincidence that the 49ers went to the Super Bowl and actually had a winning season, the one season where they were forcing takeaways. They were number six in 2019, and they were generally not, not great, but they were generally avoiding giveaways. They actually ranked in the top half of the league despite the fact that Garoppolo threw some picks in 2019. So, so, so the point is that we thought that this team was on the right track in 2019 as far as you know, limiting giveaways to a reasonable extent and forcing takeaways with that pass rush. And obviously they're not on the right track anymore. And if they're going to have a shot in the NFC West, Trey Lance, presuming he is the starter against Arizona, he's going to have to get him back on the right track. And uh, the the odds are going to be stacked against him. You know, if Trent Williams doesn't play, Fort Anders didn't seem too optimistic about that with the shoulder injury, uh, th that's a whole headache there. And, and Matt, I think the key is just going to be to – Obviously, run the football, but simplify things to the point where, you know, it's a good thing to manage the game. Trey Lance is going to have to learn how to manage a game. I mean, for all the talk about his explosiveness and all these exciting plays, 
the way that the 49ers potentially win is if he manages the game and avoids the giveaways and if the defense finally starts getting some of those takeaways. And we know that Kyler Murray is prone to to, 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 to some picks, so maybe that will be there for the 49ers more than it was against Rodgers and, and Russell Wilson. But at the end of the day, despite all of the fireworks surrounding Trey Lance and you know all the talk of this and that, it's going to come down to, to protecting the football, and that's something he's going to have to learn on the fly. Yeah, I mean, if, if they can pull off a win in Arizona, um, <laughs> well, what, what a start to the, the Trey Lance era that would be because Dennis is right. I mean, undefeated team in a dome on the road. Um, and, and by the way, this was their, their, their place of banishment last year, their, uh, their Elba, um, you know, where they were sent when they were, um, they were sent out of Santa Clara County. So all sorts of storylines there. And you're right, David, managing the game is going to be key. And you charted this in the, in the, uh, in training camp, um, managing games, wasn't Trey Lance's strong suit in, in training camp in the preseason. Um, he didn't have very many long drives when they when they had two minute drills and um, length of field drills. Uh, Garoppolo was the one who excelled at that, uh, whereas uh, Lance struggled. Lance was good at the explosive stuff, uh, and he was also good inside the red zone. But sort of matriculating the ball down the field, which is what we're talking about, keeping the ball out of Kyler Murray's hands, not turning the ball over, steady gains. That you're right. That's going to be. The, uh, the challenge for Lance and, and Kyle Shanahan and Elijah Mitchell. I don't know if it's going to be Mitchell or, or Sermon. Uh, uh, unfortunately for Sermon, uh, he gets overshadowed in this game, but he, he played a lot better. Uh, they were obviously much more comfortable with him in this game. He played a lot more. He didn't play on third downs. Nobody did, really. It was either Juszczyk or, or nobody at all. Uh, and that, that's a huge issue. This team has no third down back for the last two games. Uh, so that's got to change. That'll help the, the woeful third down percentage that, uh, that they've had the last couple of games so far. Uh, but, um, yeah, they're going to have to pull a rabbit out of the hat. I mean, I, I think that it's possible. I mean, I just think that what they're going to present to the, the Cardinals is so different than what they put on film to this point that they, they, they stand a very good chance of, of, of catching Arizona by surprise. Um, and nobody expects them to win. So there's going to be a, a bit of a chip there. But, uh, boy, on paper, this is a tough one uh, this coming Sunday. Yeah, and, you know, you're right. You know, Trey, Trey Sermon had a, had a great game. I mean, he ran tough in between the tackles, outside the tackles. He had a really good game. I think he's finally getting it now that it's, it's not a dance-around thing in this offense – it's good vision and it's and it's foot in the ground and it's running downhill. So I, I I was impressed by him today. And you know we 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 talk about the matchup. And we we got to look at Kyler Murray. I mean he's figured it out too. I mean I don't know if you guys saw the score that Rams score, but they beat the Rams down today. Mm. So you know they 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 could be the team. I thought the Rams were the best team uh, in the in the division, but I think you know these Cardinals and with the defense they're putting together now. I mean, Kyler Murray is so, I mean, he's, he's, you know, we compare him to Russell, but Russell Wilson's a, you know, he kind of, he kind of looks at the whole field. He knows what's going on in the whole field. Uh, he's not as quick as he used to be. He's fast, but Kyler Murray is quick. I mean, he goes to one to a hundred, like nothing. And if he sees a gap in a pass rush or, or it's one-on-one coverage, he has gone down the field. And before you figure it out, he's, he's ran 20 yards. So, I mean, this, this team, you know, they, they're 4-0. 
You know, they're 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 number one in this division, uh, and they play like it today. So the challenge is going to be for Trey Lance, but this defense has got to get a whole lot better too to kind of corral this guy because he's kind of figured out what his what his skills are and you know how to use them and how to expose a defense. So all the way around, again, this is this is a bad matchup, but it might be that setup game where they they don't really don't think about it much, and and the 49ers can come in there and do something, but. On paper and watching these guys on film, uh, this is going to be a huge challenge coming up. You're saying it could be like 49ers Cowboys 1995 when you guys went yeah. went down there to Dallas and took like a just, 30 to whoa. nothing lead with their backup yeah. quarterback. <laughs> is that is that what you call a setup game? Is that what it's called a setup game or something like that? I know that Jesse Sapolo said that the media thought that we were going down there to be executed. Yeah, <laughs> that, that 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 was his wording, and then obviously it was the 49ers that did the did the executing the other way around uh you, you never know i mean this league can violently swing from side to side as far as who has the advantage and because everybody on that field is talented and and everybody is good so even when you go somewhere with a backup quarterback and you know in this case it seems like maybe it's going to be a backup left tackle i'm not saying that the drop off from trent williams isn't significant but but you're, oh you're yes still, it is it, it yeah, is yeah, yeah it, it is that's what i'm saying i'm not saying that it isn't significant but <laughs> yeah. even if it is you still have professionals on both sides and yeah. you could still get a matchup that tilt in your favor when you don't quite expect it to, right? So uh, the 49ers going to have to scheme around stuff. That That's that's for sure. And the Cardinals present a, a ton of problems, especially with Kyler Murray running around back there. And that defense is improved as it is. But I think that uh, both of you bring up a good point that, you know, that, that there is a chance to catch Arizona by surprise. And We'll see if the 49ers can do it. Then they enter the bye week after that. And, you know, we got this whole short-term, long-term uh, balance going ar- around, Matt. We-, we don't know how exactly Shanahan's going to approach the quarterback situation from here on out because we don't even know how long Garoppolo is going to be hurt. We don't know how quickly Lance is going to develop. I mean, it's a balance of interests, right? The 49ers are still very much not eliminated from this division race. They're They're, they're still trying to gain their footing here early in the season. Uh, but they're also trying to balance long-term interests because of of the high investment in Trey Lance, and uh, we're gonna have to, you know, be looking at both of these things simultaneously, and that's gonna be tricky to do here over the next few weeks. Yeah, the guess here for me is that uh, if Garoppolo is is out for a short amount of time, uh, that he's gonna be back in the first chance that that Shanahan gets. Now, now if if Trey Lance pulls off the upset in uh, in Arizona. All bets are off. But just from everything that that Shanahan has said and done this season, just the scant snaps, the reluctance to put Lance in, um, like we we said, his his lack of a, experience in college. Um, it, it seems like uh, Shanahan's already sort of answered that question. That uh, the first opportunity to return to Garoppolo, he'll do that. Um, and, um, you know, Lance is going to have to get help from other people. Uh, you know, again, I mentioned Sermon earlier. Uh, one guy we're not talking about is Debo Samuel. He had a monster day uh, on Sunday. Um, targeted 12 times, eight catches, 156 yards, the easy touchdown, um, and also a really hard touchdown. It reminded me of the Kyle Juszczyk touchdown against the Packers, where he just was not going to be denied near the goal line. And he took one, two, three, four Seahawks into the end zone with him. I mean, he's just having 
a fantastic season, leads the NFL in uh, in uh, receiving yards, leads the NFL in yards after the catch, padded that today. Um, they're going to need a big game from him. Quiet game, however, from Brandon Ayuk. One catch, 15 yards, uh, targeted three times. So that's the type of guy that needs to step forward in this game. They, they need to figure out a third down back. They need to get Ayuk involved more. Um, and they need to play loose and fast. I mean, they had that, that trick play today with uh, Jacques Patrick. Would have been a touchdown to, to uh, George Kittle, but it was off. I mean, the, the, the throwback from Patrick was off, the timing was off, and it allowed the, the Seahawks to catch up. But those are the types of things that they're going to have to hit on. Everything in rhythm, everything loose, everything confident if they're going to pull off this upset in Arizona. And you talk about Brandon Ayuk. I mean, he got blown up. Was it a punt return? Yeah, punt yeah. return. Helmet oh, just flew he off. got blown. He might be in, he may, he may be in concussion protocol. I mean, he got hit so hard, both helmets came off. So it, 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 we said at the beginning of the show here, I mean, uh, Lance is going to need a lot of help. That's the bottom line. He's going to, if there's a, if there's a tackle, whoever's playing that tackle position out there, you're going to have to have some chip blocking because Chandler Jones is going to come. JJ Watts on the other side, a lot of help's going to, is going to be needed and you're going to need a run game. Uh, and you know, maybe Trey Lance is part of that run game. I mean, you start doing some of these options, these read options that he seems to be really good at. Um, you know, uh, Sermon, I mean, he knows, he knows this, he knows the read option. Maybe that's what it is. You just kind of create that run game, but you're going to help, have to help him out a lot. And the defense is going to have to show up. I mean, it's going to be a tough game for the defense. Uh, and special teams definitely has to show up because I think this is the second week we've seen just kind of mistakes in the special team. So to go into Arizona, you know, 4 0, they're going to be confident. Can you sneak up on them? Yeah, it's the NFL. Uh, everyone has to suit up. You have to play the football game. But 49ers have to play a lot better than they've played the last two weeks if they're going to go in there and beat this Arizona team. Well, first things first, they're going to have to sign a kicker uh, because I don't think that Robbie Gold will be ready to go if he wasn't able to kick at all today after what happened in warm-ups. And, you know, that, that's tough for the 49ers. Gave him that fully guaranteed contract extension. Uh, and, and he gets hurt here in week four. So... They're gonna have to figure that out. Uh, you know that that was it was good that you brought that up, Dennis. Because if if they get that field goal, that puts them up ten nothing, and that might change the trajectory of this entire game. You know, two possession lead. Um, even if th- that still would have been disappointing, given the offensive performance, you know, all the yardage and all the first downs, you would hope for more than ten zero, but it would have been better than seven nothing. So that missed field goal from Mitch Wisnowski really really hurt the 49ers, but. You have to address that, obviously, because that that really interrupted game flow for Shanahan's team today. You have to figure out, obviously, that quarterback situation and then what's going on at left tackle. And then I guess that you hope that Elijah Mitchell might come back, although it didn't seem that uh, you know he was particularly close to coming back this week, especially after what Shanahan said Friday about all the pain that he's suffering through in his shoulders. So uh, you want to make the run game as robust as possible, and that's hard without – Trent Williams potentially. Um, it's obviously hard without your starting quarterback. I mean, we we, we the, the initial plan was to use both of these guys, was to use Garoppolo and to use Lance, and the 49ers never really found the rhythm to do that, and it seemed that Shanahan abandoned it, and now it might be too late altogether to do anything like that because one of the quarterbacks is likely going to the shelf, and now he has to give uh, Trey Lance a crash course as QB1. So all these m- moving pieces in – 
you know, non-ideal spots for the 49ers, but they're going to have to find a way to fit the square peg into the round hole and make it work next week, Matt. Yeah, and, um, you know, we, we've seen uh, two teams do that uh, the past two weeks. I mean, the Packers had a makeshift offensive line. They figured it out. The Seahawks had a makeshift uh, offensive line in this game. They had, they had a guy playing uh, right tackle who was on IR uh, as recently as Saturday. So uh, he, he was not uh, – uh, he, he definitely had some rust on him going to this game. So th- there are ways to do it. Remember, um, Joe Staley missed four games uh, in, in 2019. Uh, Mike McGlinchey missed three, David. I forget what the number was. But um, uh, their, their offensive tackles were out for a lot of the season, and they won those games. Uh, so uh, with with rookies uh, largely in in place of them, so it's possible to do. They've done it in the past. Um, they just, you're, but you know, I think the theme of our conversation is that everything has to click. All three phases have have to click, and um, that has yet to really happen this season. Um, the Forty Niners are not the twenty nineteen Niners. We know that. Uh, definitely after uh, four games here, they need to get uh, that uh, symbiotic thing that they had back then going uh, or else uh, they're going to be out of this race before you know it. Yeah, and I mean, I I get tired of it. And I I think Jimmy Garoppolo said it at the end of the game. It's, you know, he's he's sick of it. And I think it's just the injuries. I mean, that one season that's, you know, we all, the 19, the Super Bowl, going to the Super Bowl, everyone, everyone stayed pretty much healthy and here we are in week four and you've lost your starting running back your starting quarterback your cornerback your kicker you know it's it just seems like that's the theme of the 49ers and I don't know I don't know what injury god that the 49ers have pissed off but you know it's just it's just amazing to me how many injuries and you know it's this next man up can only go so far and uh it's, it's just tough I mean watching this game Today, it, it just reminded me of going back just one year ago where, you know, the team is just struggling. And yes, the quarterback room's a lot better, and I think Trey Lance will be a better quarterback than they've had. But right now, he's just raw. I mean, he's I, I just watch him. He looks like he's, he's antsy in the pocket. Uh, you know, he wants to run the football. It's going to be easy to game plan that. I can guarantee the Cardinals are going to stack the box, make him throw the football, and he's going to, you know, be what you didn't want him to go through is being thrown to the fire. That's what you didn't want to happen to this young man. But it's going to happen. And we're going to see we're going to see a lot of characters, see what he's got next week, because he's going to be challenged, you know, from the from the first snap. So it's going to be interesting to see. But that's why football is such a great sport. Let's talk about where the 49ers might have gotten fortunate on, on the injury front. I thought that George Kittle had the very unenviable uh, position of getting hospital balls from both Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance today, and somehow he ended up walking away from the field, which is a testament to his toughness. But Garoppolo threw high to him in the first half, and Kittle's knee bent in a way that it shouldn't have bent, but he stayed in the game after getting hit. And then he just got completely destroyed over the middle with Trey Lance left one hanging a little too high for him uh, in the end zone. And and that was a vicious hit, Matt. That that, that George Kittle took, but it, but he left walking. So the 49ers should theoretically, unless 
George Kittle ends up really sore, which I wouldn't be surprised what was the case after the, the beating he took today. Uh, they, they should have him next week. They should have D Ford next week, and D looked good. Picked up uh, two sacks today, was roaring around the edge. However, costly offsides penalty. Uh, where have we heard that before with D Ford? Um, and, and and they should have Aziz Elshire uh, next week, who had 10 tackles today. So just trying to put a slightly more positive uh, spin on things here. You know, just look at let, what went well for the 49ers as far as building blocks moving forward. Those three players, uh, the 49ers should, and I put should in, in quotes because uh, – we're not really sure. You, you never know what's going to pop up over the course of the week with this team. But uh, those are three things the 49ers can build upon next week. Yeah, and I thought the cornerbacks uh, played, for the most part, really well. I mean, they were a, a bit of a storyline. That, that's what where I thought the weak spot was going to be going into this game. Um, and they weren't perfect. Um, Drake Patrick had that late uh, pass interference penalty, which came after the D Ford penalty, both on third down. I didn't think it was much of a penalty. Um, I I really hate uh, pass interference calls. They they bail out these offenses all the time, and they're so ticky tacky. And that seemed a bit like incidental contact, but um, nevertheless, they they called it. It led to a touchdown, and uh, the game was essentially over at that point. But I thought that uh, Emmanuel Mosley, who had gotten really abused by DK Metcalf in the first game against the Seahawks last year. Uh, was uh, was kind of showing his stuff. I mean, he was not going to be intimidated physically in this game. He had a couple of really nice hits after short catches by Metcalf. Um, I, I think that's been a theme this year. He hasn't been healthy uh, from training camp onward, and I know that frustrates Mosley, but uh, it seems like he's playing a lot more physically than he did last year when he was a little bit soft, a little bit tentative, especially to start the season. Remember that uh, that big game that DeAndre Hopkins had uh, in Week One last year. Uh, he he seems like uh, a new guy, uh, or at least he's trying to be a much more aggressive cornerback than he was. And I think that you know heading into this Cardinals game, that's a uh, that's a good sign. We should note that uh, Dre Kirkpatrick played for the Cardinals last year, so he's quite familiar with the uh, the pass catchers there. So maybe that's a uh, uh, something that we can check off as advantage 49ers. Yeah, and, you know, you, you talk about the cornerbacks. You you know, D.K. Metcalf had that one touchdown. Well, I didn't think it was even a touchdown. I don't think he had possession of the football. But you, did, you didn't hear I – mean, they, they had their plays down the field. Lockett was beat up coming into the football game. Didn't hear his name that much. But they didn't take over the football game. Chris Carter, that, that defensive front and linebackers, were able to kind of neutralize him. So, there, I mean, there were some positive things. But you talk about the D Ford, you know, that 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 one series, it was third down. D Ford jumps offside to get a first down. And I think, you know, two two more snaps and third down, here's another PI, and then there's a touchdown. So, you know, you gotta put it all together, you gotta play fundamentally sound. Uh, but if you want to pull some positive things, you know, I I think you saw something with your cornerbacks, and I think you saw your defensive line play the way they should play every single week. And that's what the 49ers have to build upon moving forward. So uh, very uncertain times. 49ers sailing through rough waters, and we'll be back with you over the course of this week to update you, analyze the, the moves the 49ers are making, because right now, in the immediate aftermath of this loss to Seattle, uh, there really are a lot of unknowns because uh, Garoppolo's still literally waiting for, for an MRI, and Trent Williams might be waiting for one, too. So until we know more, it's going to be really hard to, to gauge where exactly the 49ers will go for sure. 
But uh, hopefully we, we laid it out uh, well enough for now, and we'll have more for you in the middle of this week. For Matt Barrows and Dennis Brown, this is David Lombardi. We'll talk to you next time on Here's the Catch. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.